Welcome to the Reach Youth Podcast, where our mission is to reach, teach, and equip new leaders out of our youth to continue to reach the world. Um, we just recently had the Youth Week 2019. Our theme was Seek. Uh, we have already published all the midweek preachers. Uh, with the exception of two that we had audio issues with and simply will not be able to publish. If you missed it, you missed it. Um, or maybe you can find someone who went on Facebook Live. I believe we at least did some Facebook Live on the Harvest House Facebook page. Go give that a like and check those out. Uh, so for sure check out the Sunday night and Tuesday night messages from Brother Texas Young and Brother Doug's mom and Brother Dustin Lee. Um, but now we will be publishing in these uh, this episode and the next two episodes uh, our weekend services with Brother Doug Smith. The first episode that we have is from Friday night and is entitled Completely Convinced. God's good, isn't he? You know, I'm thankful for what he's done for me. I, you know, he's given me a good job. He's given me a good family. And I, I couldn't ask for any more right now in my life. You know, there, there may be a struggle in some things, but, you know, just just with God is where I want to be. We're, we're better than anywhere else. Come on, that's right. We're, we're going to take up an offering. And uh, you can go ahead and just do it if you would like. And uh, we're going to pray over this. And then uh, we'll get the minister on the floor and we'll have a good time. Dear Lord, we, we ask that you would bless this offering tonight, Lord. That you would bless the hands, God. Lord, who give, the hearts who give. Lord, you would help those who don't have, God. Lord, bless those who give tonight, Lord. We thank you for your love and your mercy, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Bless this offering. Amen. So, uh, while he's taking that up, uh, we'll go ahead, go ahead and get the evangelist on the floor. Then we're... Excited to have you come preach. And I don't don't know a whole lot about you, but I'll be excited to get you to know you over this weekend. So, brother, just come up here and preach to us tonight. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Yeah. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Yeah. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities and who healeth all thy diseases. Yes. Thankful to know there's no sickness that He cannot heal, right. no disease that He cannot cure, no problem that He cannot fix, yeah. no addiction that He cannot break, yeah. no sin He cannot forgive. No soul that cannot save. We're a great, big, wonderful God that we serve tonight. Amen. It is a joy to be in Kentucky, just a little ways away from Florida. We just count on honor to be here. My wife sends her a policy. She wanted to come. We're going through some health concerns right now, so we solicit your prayers for her. Looking forward to what God is going to do over these next few days. So appreciate the invitation. Give honor to your fine pastor, his family, Brother Jake, and all the ministry here. We give honor to you. So grateful for each and every one that has come to worship the Lord on a Friday night. No other place I'd rather be than right here in the house of the Lord. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to open. We're going to read from the book of St. John, the sixth chapter, St. John chapter number six, and we're going to read verse number 63. We're going to read down to verse number 69. St. John chapter six, verse number 63. I do want to say how much I appreciate the kindness and hospitality that's already been shown towards me. Checked in the room this evening and there was a gift basket waiting. You know how to get to my heart when you start putting candy and cookies and chips and 
I felt the power already standing at the hotel out. <laughs> I appreciate already the love of God that we feel. St. John chapter 6, verse number 63. The Bible tells us this, the words of Jesus. He said, it is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. But Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not, who should betray him. And he said, Therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my Father. From that time many of his disciples went back and walk no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will you also go away? And Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. Yeah. I want to read that last verse one more time. Tells us the response of Simon Peter and Jesus asking if he was going to leave, and he said, No, 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 we believe and are sure. Yeah. Right. We are sure without a doubt that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. I want to preach to us on this subject completely convinced. Yeah. Completely yeah. convinced. Let's lift our hands. Would you help me pray? Let's ask the Lord to speak to us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are thankful for your spirit that is here. God, I'm asking now you to anoint this congregation and anoint these lips and pray for the word of God to do what it was designed to do. We will pray in thanks and thanks. God, for the souls that are going to be touched. For the lives that are going to be changed, for the word that's going to be spoken. And we give you all praise, glory, and honor in the name that's above every other name. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen. Turn to your neighbor, give him a high 10. You can be seated in the house of the Lord. Well, we are living. The day of uncertainty. Come on, yeah. Perhaps none like the day that we have right now. Come on, yeah. Businesses that have been open for years, that have been household names, we have watched with our own eyes as they have shut their doors. Companies seem to be immune to hardship. Financial difficulty are dissolving right in front of us. Last year, it's Almost like I could hear the cries of the kids from all over the country when Toys R Us announced they were going out of business. Yeah, I wonder if there were some adults that looked back on some fond memories and to know that it's no longer going to be here. Then when you began to factor not just businesses, but people from celebrities to politicians to community leaders, those that once seemingly had an honorable reputation. We can read in the news of those stepping down because of corruption and immorality. So to be certain, to be confident of someone is a rare and uncommon characteristic in our day. It was the apostle that wrote in Hebrews the 13th chapter in the 8th verse that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. He's a God that does not change, does not falter, does not fail, he does not stumble, does not leave you by yourself, he doesn't break your heart. He doesn't walk out of your life. He doesn't stab you in the back. Oh, but he told the disciples, I will go to the ends of the earth with you. Yeah, you can know without a sound of a doubt. He will be by your side. Yeah, when you're young and even when you are old, he will steal that ever-present hell in the time of trouble. Yeah. We can know that if he was ever faithful in our past, he will be faithful in our present. Amen. He was reliable ever before. Yeah. You can know for certain 
he is still reliable now. Amen. He is yeah. sure and he yeah. is steadfast. Yeah. So when we flip to the pages of our Bible, find in Acts the 17th chapter, there was a man by the name of Paul. Paul was in a certain place called Mars Hill. Why he was there, he was looking around at this condition of the people. He was looking at the actions that they were taking and, and what they were doing with their lives. He was astounded because he looked and there were statues and there were idols and there were altars to every kind of God. While he was walking, he stumbled upon a particular altar. And upon this altar had an inscription or a writing. Yeah. And it said to the unknown God. Amen. Yeah. Something about that saying that struck the heart of this man of God. He turned to those men. turned to those individuals that were always looking for the newest. For the latest, for the greatest, for the smartest, the next pipe dream, the next philosophy, the next dogma, the next theology that was coming. He said, I got something I need to share with you. I'm going to tell you who this unknown God is. You may not know him, but he is real. There is one that made heaven and earth. There is one that is the creator of the entire world. The creator of the ends of the earth. Heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. Paul began to speak. He began to tell those men. He's made of one blood. All nations of men to dwell on the face of the earth. Regardless of our culture. Regardless of our color. Regardless of our creed. It's the same red blood that's going through our veins. He said if you seek him, you can find him. Though he be not very far from us. Even though this God spoke the world into existence. Even though he named every star. Even though he put the planets into orbit. Even though he's the one that made the trees to grow. Even though he's the one that made the flowers to bloom. Oh, he made the sun to shine and the moon to glow. Paul said if you would reach to him, if you would reach out for him, he's really not that far away. Even though he's all-powerful, all-knowing, all-wise, if you want to experience him, he will come to where you are at. If you want a change in your life, if you call on his name, if you want something to change in your world, if you just reach out to him, right there for you. So we read here of this apostle telling the people that it's in him we live, in him we move, and in him we have our being. While he was preaching that day, there were some that responded. Some that followed after the teaching of Jesus Christ. But there were other times when Paul would stand to preach and he would not be so well received. Paul would go to other places. Uh, It wasn't popular to be a Christian. Sometimes you're going to go places and it's not popular to be a Christian. Not always going to be in our best interest to be followers of the Lord. We may be out of the loop. We may not be in the popular opinion. But it will always pay off to live for God. It will always pay you back to serve the Lord. Paul just kept on doing what he had always done. So this time. He preaches and yet he is sent to jail, cast into an inner prison. Then he is brought in Acts chapter 26. And he's brought before the king, king named Agrippa. While Paul was standing there, the Bible says that Agrippa looked at him and permitted him to speak. That's dangerous to permit a preacher to speak. Hey, I know where I'm at tonight. It's dangerous. We start passing this microphone around because we all have testimonies. We all have prayers that have been answered. We all have been touched by the power of Almighty God. So 
Bible writer said, if I had 10,000 tongues, I could never praise him enough. I could never worship him enough. If I praise him from now unto all eternity, that when I begin to measure the grace and the mercy that he's shown towards me. Amen. Paul, I'll give you a chance to speak. So Paul got up. He's got Chains on his hands. Yes, he, he spent the night in a jail cell. Yeah, Paul has been treated like a thief, uh -huh. being treated like a criminal, like a violator of the law. The very first words out of his mouth, he said, I think myself happy. Yeah. Yeah. I just have to wonder if there was somebody that thought, man, this man is off his rocker. Well, he's happy and he's been in jail. Yeah. He's not the surplus knife in the drawer, is he? <laughs> he's a few french fries short of a happy meal. Yeah. He's not the head cashier of Walmart. His brother is out of his mind. Paul said, no, 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 I'm not out of my mind. I am happy. He said, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency oh, of the yeah. power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yeah. yet yeah. not distressed. Right. We are perplexed, but not in distress. Yeah. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast yeah. down, but not destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. So let me tell you why I'm happy. He began to reiterate his conversion experience. Yeah. He said, there was a time in my life that I thought I knew everything. Happiness was. Thought you knew what the life of the party is what you prayed for. But he said, I was walking down a Damascus road and a light began to shine. And I had a revelation. I had a moment with God that forever changed my future. with some kind of persuasion. He must have preached with some kind of anointing. Oh, yes. He got done preaching. Even the king himself yes. stood back for a moment. Even the king himself paused and was baffled. Finally, after a moment, he said, Paul, I'm going to be honest with you. Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. You've convinced me that I need to live for God. You've almost got me thinking I, I need to serve the Lord. Paul, he said, Oh, Agrippa, almost is not enough. Almost is not going to do it. Almost is not going to bring home the trophy. Almost. Oh, yeah. Crown you as champion. Right. Almost. We're not going to almost make it to heaven. We're not going to almost walk down the street of gold. We're not going to almost be a fire for God. I'm going to pray every day. I'm going to serve him with everything I have. No matter what else comes my way, for God I live. And the old time people say, for God I die. I live this for the long haul. Heart. 
Paul in this chapter begins to tell Agrippa. Now, Agrippa, this thing was not done in a corner. Uh -huh. When Jesus showed his power, he did it for everybody to see. Right. He opened blinded eyes, you could see it. He unstopped deaf ears, you could hear it. Amen. He broke the five loaves of bread and the two fish, you could actually touch it yeah. and enjoy it and eat it. When God shows his power, he's not tucked away in some kind of corner. He's not tucked away in some kind of storage closet. But when God wants to show what he can do, when God wants to show his power, when God wants to show his glory, you can know without a doubt it was the Lord. the Boggs, their church was known to be real lively. I could tell you don't get lively around here. Y'all very quiet. Sit on your hands. Never raise your voice. I got to feel there's an atmosphere like this where people weren't afraid to clap and not afraid to worship the Lord and raise the volume of their voices. So the Boggs was leading the service. As the pastor was leading the service, they had a couple in the church. Their names were Brother Denny and Sister Karen, longtime members of the church there in Xenia. Well, Brother Denny was blind, so every time they would come into church, somebody would have to help him and assist him. Somebody would have to be holding him by the arm, making sure he didn't bump in to somebody or something. So they were on the right side of the church, just worshiping the Lord. The Spirit of God began to move just like it's been moving here tonight. Amen. Oh, the power of the Lord began to fall. All of a sudden, Brother Denny stood up and everybody just praising and magnifying the name of Jesus. And Brother Denny just stepped out in the aisle. When he stepped out in the aisle, he began to run. He started running all the way to the front. I'm going to tell you, when the blind folks start running, you better pick your feet up. And run. Somebody, the brother's running and is blind. Yeah. He gets all the way to the front of the church and he's running full blast. And his wife, Sister Karen, sees her husband running the aisles and she breaks off into one of them little Pentecostal fits. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what it is. Let me tell you, when they start doing the head jerk, you better watch out. Pick yourself up and move over a little bit because something's getting ready to happen. She got so full of the Holy Ghost, she laid out in the aisle, slain in the Holy Ghost. Yeah, Brother Bob's up there leading the service, rejoicing on what God is doing. But there's Sister Karen. Church is kind of similar to here. They don't have real wide aisles. So if you got somebody laid out in the aisle, you're not really going to get around them. So Sister Karen's laid out in the aisle. Brother Denny's still running full blast. <laughs> Brother Boggs is watching that. Just uh, Karen's laid out. Brother Denny's turning that last corner. All right. Uh, you can kind of see the disaster getting ready to happen. Come on. Of course, when the Holy Ghost is moving like that, you can't really shut it down. Come on. It's not like you can just stop oh, it. Yeah. And so there's Brother Denny. He's running. And Sister Karen's laid out. The Brother Boggs said, I didn't know what to do, so I just had Jesus. And so Brother Denny got to run, came all the way off Sister Karen. He can't see anything. Gets right where she was at and jumped over her. And jumped right over her.
church was an inner city church and so we visit around different congregations famous church there in Indianapolis Christ Temple pastor by the late Bishop Haywood known to have real fiery prayer there was a saint of God an elderly woman in the church there named Sister Boyd Sister Boyd would always be at church praying and speaking of God she had a son his name was Otis and Otis, for some reason or another, got away from church, drifted away from the ark of safety. Sister Boyd would always be concerned about her son, uh, hanging out with the wrong people, going to the wrong places. Her worst fear came to pass. It was late one night. She got a phone call. It was the coroner's office from Indianapolis, Marion County. It said, Mrs. Boyd, we need you to come down to the morgue and identify a body. So Sister Boyd called one of her prayer partners. I just don't know if I can go down by myself. I want to know if you could come with me. So they went down to the morgue, came into the coroner's office and said, ma'am, we need to tell you what's happened to your son. You got involved in a gang fight. And somehow things got sideways and he got stabbed repeatedly. And he's here. He's gone on now. But if you think you are able to handle it, we want you to look at your son and identify him for us as a family member. So they reached down into that freezer and pulled that shelf out, uncovered that sheet. There laid her son Otis. Sister Boyd just stood there for a minute looking at her son. Finally, she said, would it be okay if I touch my son? He said, absolutely. You take as much time as you need. She said, well, I, I need to ask something else. Would there be any way I could pray for my son? He said, well, if you want to, I mean, we're, we're not, we're not going to stop you or whatever you like to do. And, there Sister Boyd was late at night in the coroner's office in downtown Indianapolis. They were watching and she went over to her son and she just laid her hand on his head and began to pray. She said, in the name of Jesus, I dedicated you to God as a child. And I refuse for you to die lost. I command life to come back into your body. And when she said that, Oda sat up. or something and we got a problem before you leave. I already have his death certificate. His time of death. She said, I've got his birth certificate at home. I can take his death certificate
smoke goes through your head. God, I was looking for somebody that was trying, not willing to do whatever was asked of you. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord and worship Him for a moment. Jesus looked at Peter and said, Are you also going to leave? Amen. I can just hear Peter saying, I've seen too much. Amen. I've watched too many people get delivered. I've watched too many miracles. I've seen too many healings. I've been in too many services where the power of God came down. But if I leave from this, where else am I going to go? Once you come in contact with the Lord, once you come in contact with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, there's nothing else that's going to fill the Lord. There's nothing else that's going to take its place. Can do what Jesus can. All it takes is one moment in His presence. All it takes is one altar call. All it takes is one moment where somebody kneels down to pray and says, God, I'm getting rid of all the doubt. I'm getting rid of all the discouragement. I'm getting rid of all the frustration. And I'm going to be convinced. Convinced of my calling. Convinced of my church. Convinced that my youth group is going to grow. Convinced that we're going to have a revival. Convinced that we're going to have a harvest. I'm going to close. It wasn't long ago I was in a Bible study with a young girl. Her name was Heather. In this Bible study, we uh, went through different uh, uh, topics in the Scripture. We finally talked about the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues. I got on that. She told me real fast. She said, I believe in God. I'm not sure if I believe in all that. That sounds just a little too crazy for me. So, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you pray, if you would do this for me, why don't you pray and ask the Lord, if he wants you to have the Holy Ghost, he lets you know. Amen. See, when somebody starts praying like that, you already know what the answer is going to be. Amen. He wants everybody to have the Holy Ghost. It's his will that all should be saved. Amen. So I kind of left that Bible study open-ended. It was a Saturday night, went, preached. The youth service. After service, I was on my way back home. As I was on my way back home, I got a phone call from Heather. She said, you know, I've been thinking about that Bible study we had a while back. She said, you know, I started praying. And I think I decided I want the Holy Ghost. Amen. I said, well, Heather, that's incredible. Tomorrow is Sunday. This church, you're going to come. God's going to do it. He's going to fill you. She said, no, I don't think so. What do you mean you don't think so? She said, if what you told me is true, if the Holy Ghost is better than any drug, if it's better than any pill, 
if it's better than any party, if it's better than all the money, if it's better than all the entertainment, if it's better than a boy, if it's better than a man, I can't wait till tomorrow. I gotta have the Holy Ghost right now. I gotta have the Holy Ghost right now. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't want to go to your house by myself, but you call a couple people, we'll come over, we'll pray for you. So we got a few people together. We went over to Heather's house. Went downstairs. Heather was there and her friend was there as well. Her friend's name was Sarah. Right out the gate, you could tell Heather was ready. She was wide open. She wanted the Holy Ghost. All it would take is one look at Sarah. It became very apparent. She was not interested in having the Holy Ghost. <laughs> we got her arms folded. She was looking at me kind of crazy. I could read her mind. I'm going to tell you what she was thinking. She was thinking, Joker, don't you lay hands on my forehead. I did not want what you're trying to give to her. So we just right out the gate said, now Sarah, we're not trying to make people uncomfortable. If you don't want the Holy Ghost, don't worry. God doesn't make you get the Holy Ghost. If you don't want it, don't worry. You're not going to get it. Uh, yeah. If you don't want blessed, don't worry, you won't get blessed. Oh, if you don't want healed, trust me, you're not going to get healed. But if you want it, if you want it, if you get convinced, then it can happen. Amen. So she kind of sat uh, a little ways away, and we start praying with Heather. We're worshiping, and we're magnifying the name of Jesus. And finally, it was reaching that moment. If you could ever tell, but. Just about the time Heather was getting ready to finish praying, I kind of stopped her and said, let me tell you just a couple of things that I've learned in prayer that's helped me so much. The first thing that you could do is you could raise your hands. There's nothing really magical about raising your hands, but it's a sign of surrenderance. It is God, I am willing, and I am open and available to you. Amen. So the next thing that you could do is you could close your eyes. There's nothing really mystical about closing your eyes, but it gets rid of every distraction. You're not worried about what anybody else has seen, what anybody else may say, how they'll react to your prayer. Amen. Finally, the third thing that I've learned, you've got to raise the volume of your voice. You can meditate, you can think it in your mind, but the scripture says that the devil is the prince and the power of the air. When you start praying out loud, you will get the attention of heaven. Amen. So we started praying again. But you could tell the moment she got convinced. Amen. I don't really know when it happens, but you can tell the moment somebody gets convinced. Convinced that I can have the Holy Ghost. The moment they get convinced that God really does love me. The moment they get convinced I am called by the Lord. We're worshiping her and boom, the Holy Ghost comes on her. She starts speaking in other tongues. She gets filled with the Holy Ghost right there in that moment. Yeah, hallelujah. And we get done. She's crying. She's hugging everybody. See, when you get the Holy Ghost, you're not the person you were before. You get the Holy Ghost, you don't think the way you used to think. You look at people different than the way you used to look at them. Rejoicing with her, and I look over, and Sarah's watching. Arms aren't folded anymore. She said, "You know, I got a question I'd like to ask you." I said, "Well, sure. What is it?" She said, "Well, I don't know if I should ask it or not." I said, "Well, that's okay. There's no silly question. Just ask it." She said, "No, I'm just not sure." I said, "You're gonna have to tell me. You got to give me the question now." I said, "Okay." Do you think God would give me the Holy Ghost uh, if I really want it? I said, come on, Sarah. Why don't you raise your hands? Why don't you close your eyes? All you got to do is be convinced. All you got to do is be convinced. All you got to do is be convinced. You get convinced that he can forgive you of your sins. You get convinced that you're a child of God. You get convinced that he died on the cross for you. The power of God began to come upon her just like it did Heather. 
and tears began to stream down her face and her hands started to shake and boom the Holy Ghost came on her and she starts speaking in other tongues and she got baptized with the Holy Ghost yeah. Yeah. Now, this time we left prayer meeting we went to full blown church yeah. 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 we are jumping we are shouting we are howling we are dancing we are crying Come on. Hallelujah. Thank about that time Heather's grandma starts coming down the stairs <laughs> she got about halfway down the stairs she said I know what's going on here <laughs> I jumped up before anybody else could. I said, now, Grandma, I apologize. If we've done something wrong, if we've done anything that's contrary to what you believe, I, I'll take full responsibility. And the longer I lived down south, the more I realized she meant business because she put her hand on her hip. <laughs> oh, they do that here in Kentucky, but Mama puts her hand on her hip. I start paying attention, Bubba. She said, you need to tell me one thing and you better not lie. But, oh God, Grandma's going to beat me up in the downstairs of this house. <laughs> so what's going on, Grandma? What can I do? She pointed her finger at me. She said, now tell me the truth. Oh God, what's going to happen? I said, what is it? She said, you thank God to give me the Holy Ghost. <laughs> if I really want it.
God's going to move mountains. God's going to steal storms. Oh, you got junk in. You got some junk in your life that the Lord needs to fix. This is it. This is your moment. This is your time. This is your chance right now. Woo! Can you feel it? Hallelujah. Can you feel it right now? There's something powerful in this room. Now we pray right now from the front to the back and from the left to the right. I pray the sovereign move of your spirit. Lord, we're whispering the word of faith. God, let it come right now. I say, raise your voice. I say, raise your voice. God's doing it. Jesus, the 
services of Youth Week 2019. Uh, Continue tuning in after that for more and more great messages uh, from uh, direct, specifically those directed towards our youth, but maybe even a few other things such as more interviews and other things like that. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you again. Let's reach our world.